listening to Saturday Morning Rewind with Tim and Gary. Hey there, citizen Darkwing Duck here, reminding you that you're listening to Saturday Morning Rewind with Tim Nidell. But you knew that. I almost forgot to talk. <laughs> it's been that long, folks. Welcome, Toonsters, to Saturday Morning Rewind, your source for cartoons, reviews, and so much more. I am your host, Tim Nidell. You can find me on Twitter. It's at Saturday Rewind. And I am your co-host, Gary. You can find me on Twitter, at SMRGary. So yeah, this episode is its kind of weird in a way, in a good way, I guess, because... Honestly, this is probably the least amount that we've talked in two years, Gary. In the, in the <laughs> that's, past month, that's very true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're both we're both fighting. We're not getting along anymore. So yeah, I feel like I don't even know you anymore. Uh, seriously. <laughs> <laughs> but no, mo- the month of May was was crazy for me. Um, first, it was my birthday, and then happy my- birthday! Thanks. And then my <laughs> youngest daughter, she turned two two days after I turned thirty five. And then my middle child, she turned eight on June 1st. So it's been busy doing that. And what else? I get the holidays. I had family come up from Alabama. Mm. Um, oh, the Eagles concert. I cannot forget to mention the Eagles concert. Oh, yeah. Even though it's not a cartoon related. It's 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 childhood related for me. And I'm sure for a lot of people out there, too. You know, people probably grew up with them just as I did. And you did. Oh, yeah. So, and I had to play a little bit of something of the Eagles. I'm sorry. He <laughs> does a little a little second of, of, of the glory. Okay, it's probably enough before we get sued from, from <laughs> Glenn Fry. <laughs> but anyway, the concert was amazing. They've been my favorite band since I was five years old. Um Is it weird that that song has always reminded me of DuckTales? I don't know why. <laughs> really? I, I think I can just imagine them doing like an episode based on a haunted like hotel you know kind of a thing Mm. and as a kid it reminded me of ducktales so anyways yeah that's very cool yeah so maybe that's another topic we can do in another episode um what songs reminds you of what cartoons or something i don't know yeah absolutely so anyways that's what i've been doing gary what have you been doing well, I uh, I haven't been nearly as busy as you. No birthdays or anything to uh, to write home about. But I did spend this past weekend in Washington D.C. at a really cool convention that they have over there called Awesome Con. This is the uh, third year that they've done it, I believe, and I've gone the past two years. Uh, this year it was probably twice, if not three times the size it was last year. Uh, I was there for three days, and there were so many vendors that I couldn't even see everything. But um, got to see a lot of cool actors and actresses and voice actors, most of them from afar, you know. William Shatner was there, but I never saw him. He was never at his booth whenever I was uh-huh. walking by. Um, George uh, Takai or Takei was there, however you, say, however you choose to say his last name. Oh, my. Uh, <laughs> and um, I did see him from a distance, but... Uh, yeah, I didn't really talk to too many actors uh, aside from voice actors, which was, you know, the most exciting part for me, as it always is at these kind of things. And uh, got to finally meet Jim Cummings, you know, someone who's been a hero of mine for many years. Yeah. And uh, unfortunately, he was just getting over being sick, so he didn't really, uh, he wasn't 
at his warmest. I'll just put it that way. <laughs> but he wasn't he wasn't mean either. Yeah, you know? he was he was just kind of quiet just and there. mellow and yeah. <laughs> That's a shame. Yeah, and then got to uh, but uh, you know, you've interviewed him in the past, and he was very f- warm and friendly. Yeah. Uh, and that one, and you know, I guess maybe that's what I was looking for, but but I got a more somber. He just Jim he just Cummings. hated you. That's honestly what it was. <laughs> yeah, I got that feeling. <laughs> it's because I was the jerk who went up to him and said, "Hey, could you do the voice of Bob the Killer Goldfish from Earthworm Jim?" Did you really? Uh, <laughs> yeah, he did it. He remembered it. Oh wow! Surprisingly, but uh, but yeah, and then and then the really cool thing that you know. You you listen to Rob Paulson's podcast, or you listen to our podcast, or you listen to podcasts where celeb or voice actors are on there. You find that they tend to tell at least one or two stories that you've heard before, and then occasionally you'll get a brand new story. And for me, that was the for me with the Saturday Morning Rewind thing. That was when he was talking about the uh, King Louis and all of that, and how he was approached to, you know, actually take over for the guy who originally. Uh-huh saying as him in the band but the really cool story from this uh convention was he was talking about how you know nathan lane and uh who played yeah uh, i don't remember his name oh my goodness basically the guys who played timon and pumbaa uh they you know they're actors um, and they sing, of course. They sing their parts in the mo- in the movie, but you know they're not musicians. They don't they don't write to sing, if that makes sense. You know, they sing what's already been uh, recorded before. So to get them ready, it was I believe Jim said it was him and Rob Paulson that, or maybe him and Jess Harnell. I don't remember which one, but they gave them uh, the rough script of the song that they wanted sung and they gave them the music and they had the two of them fit the music to the song. And, uh, the, the second verse or the third verse, it didn't really work. So Jim rewrote it and it was the whole verse of, you know, when I was a young warthog, the, the, um, I was a young war. Yeah. Yeah. The clearing the Savannah every time that he, uh, you know, Puma not in front of the kids. So Jim actually wrote all of that. And they liked his verse so much better than the original verse that they just kept it in the movie and had uh, Nathan and the other guy learn that. And I thought that was so cool. That's a, that's really cool. Yeah. So Jim's like, of course, you know, he didn't get credit for it, much yeah. like the singing voice of Scar originally. But everybody knows it now, and soon I want everybody to know this story. So There you go. <laughs> you may have heard it first here. <laughs> but yeah, so but that he was did, a lot He of did fun. love and your shirt you're wearing, though. That's right, yeah. One of one of uh, our Saturday morning rewind shirts, actually, that you can get on our website. It just uh, it has Raphael's, or I'm not going to say Raphael's sigh. It has yep, an undisclosed yep. turtle who wears a red bandana's sigh, um, just to avoid any further <laughs> uh, copyright laws. You got sued <laughs> and, uh, twice already this episode. <laughs> and it, uh, it it says raised by cartoons, which you know I think anyone who listens to this was. And uh, Jim really liked that shirt. And there's another one on the website, same lettering and everything, but it's a it's a a sword that kind of um, looks like the Thundercat sword. Mm-hmm. Would say it, it yeah. does look like it, but it's yeah, you'll see it. it Just go to it, it, go, <laughs> go to dot com. You'll see the merch page. Yeah. Yep. And uh, I so I got to uh, see him. There were a lot of really cool cosplay people there. There was uh, you know as comic books and. Uh, 
cartoon characters. There was uh, a guy dressed up as Darkwing Duck, which if you follow our Facebook page, uh, you probably already saw that. Um, really great costume. And um, let's see, there was also a couple of girls dressed as Carmen Sandiego, which I was really excited about. <laughs> uh <laughs> There was. I was hoping to find someone dressed as Where's Waldo and get a picture with Waldo and Carmen yeah, Sandiego. Yeah, I've seen that because, online, actually, yeah. <laughs> I thought that would be pretty cool, but I never saw any Waldos this year. I saw several last year. Um, there was a guy dressed in this really great Bob Ross cartoon, uh, I mean, co- uh, costume, <laughs> and I realized that Bob Ross has nothing to do with cartoons, but uh, he was a painter, so that kind and of it's, counts, it's right? it's childhood-related for me again. I used to watch PBS <laughs> yeah. all the time. Yep. Yeah. Now let's paint a little. Let's paint a little buddy tree over here because he needs a friend. And, uh, <laughs> there's no. There's no accidents. You know. Is what did you say about? I forgot what you said about accidents. Happy. Yeah. I don't know what they. Oh, yeah. Happy. Happy little accidents. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I love. I love that guy, and, uh-huh. and, and the costume was really good too. And uh, I'm trying to remember some other ones. That there was just a lot to see, and um, and got to meet. Aside from Jim, got to finally meet Jess Harnell. Uh, oh, nice. Which was he was just the nicest guy. Um, if you if he ever comes to a convention near anyone who's listening to this, you should go talk to him because he wants you to. You know, in his uh, Q and A panel that I attended, where people could ask him questions. You know, as opposed to most of the people, he was like, "I see all of you guys as my friends. Don't come to me as a fan. Come to me as a friend. Nice. And you know, I will be much more willing to talk to you. So." You go up to him, you go, hey, buddy, or hey, Jess, he's more likely to talk to you than if you go up to him and go, oh, my goodness, you're my childhood, blah, 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 you know. So uh, What a jerk. We're... I mean, what, what a good guy. <laughs> yeah, what a... <laughs> yeah, and uh, so let's see. A couple of key points aside from people that I got to talk to. It was the uh, reunion of all four of the Ninja Turtles, so there was a question and answer panel with them. And uh, so it was Townsend Coleman as Mikey, Cam Clark as Leo, Barry Gordon as Donatello, who uh, he doesn't do much for conventions, and I was surprised no, to doesn't. see him there this year. Uh, and, of course, Rob Paulson as Raphael. He doesn't and do much either. Do what? <laughs> oh, yeah. He doesn't do much either. <laughs> yeah, I, I haven't, I haven't no, heard anything I haven't from heard that guy in years. No. <laughs> but... Um, Barry uh, was the only one I didn't actually get to meet, which drives me crazy because he was the only one who I probably will never see in person yeah. again. <laughs> but uh, but Townsend was super nice, and Cam was very nice too. Um, and they the the best part was probably whenever they they all sang the old theme song together, and oh, everybody wow. in the room could chant and clap and sing it too. That was that was fun. And there's a couple of great people that I met over there who recorded video footage of it. And if I can get any of that video footage, I'll post it to our Facebook page and and maybe even to our YouTube channel if I can get the uh, actual files and they're okay with it. Yeah, that'd uh-huh. be great. So I wanted to touch upon a couple of things that happened in the month of May. And actually one just happened yesterday. Um, first, Harry Shearer has left Simpsons. I wanted to yes. get Gary's thoughts on that because I know he's a big Simpsons fan. Uh, yeah, it's kind of devastating. Um, you know, I, I think they will find a way. They'll find a voice match. But how many, how many people is it going to take to fill this one guy's yeah. shoes? That's <laughs> that's what I'm wondering. I mean, I mean Mr. Burns, uh, Smithers, Ned Flanders, um, Lovejoy, um, yeah. um, 
Kent Brockman, just yeah. so many, so many characters. And honestly, the one I'm going to miss the most is, is Stupid Flanders. Yeah, you know? <laughs> I was looking at the list, and I think so too, because I think somebody else can fill Mr. Burns' shoes pretty easily. Mm-hmm. But Flanders, I don't think... That and maybe Lovejoy are, are the two that stick out for me. Yeah, yeah, and I, I agree. And those are just so close to his actual voice. And and if, if they ever lost Dan, I think they'd oh. be doomed. <laughs> because Dan is... I can do impressions of certain characters. I can do at least probably one impression of every guy on that show, except for Dan Castellaneta, because his voices are so unique to his actual voice. I just, you know, you have to be him to do those characters, I think. So Um, what do you think this does to the the longevity of of Simpsons? (laughs) That's tough, man. I I don't know. I, I I give it two more years. You give it, yeah. I mean, that's what they're cleared for. Okay, is it really? Okay, yeah. I, I can see it ending as soon as that's done. Yeah, mainly because I can see the rest of the cast bowing out. Right. Yeah. It's this is the first time I've really seen the writing on the wall. I mean, there was a while where the show got really bad. Yeah. In my in my opinion, but it's actually been really good the past few seasons. And now I'm I'm really worried about it, but who knows? I mean, maybe they'll find some really great voice matches and just carry on for another 25 years but i really don't see that happening i just want here comes my it shows my not hatred but my dislike for other shows like family guy i just i just don't want family guy or south park to beat it out in the long run you know what i mean oh yeah totally i want the simpsons to be number one yeah (laughs) and i think it will i I have i don't think i mean south park has been running since what 97 ish has it been Mm -hmm. that long yep yeah, they've so, got another ten years to catch the Simpsons. Yeah, so we, we'll see if that makes. I mean, I used to love South Park when I was seventeen. Yeah, <laughs> I kind of outgrew it. There's nothing negative towards if you guys listen to it or watch South Park. I don't look down upon you. It's just I did. I haven't seen it probably in fifteen years. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I agree. And and if if Family Guy you know beats it, then I'll feel really bad. I know. I just. I don't know that that's probably one of my least favorite cartoons on TV, just for a number of reasons to that me, I won't get I'll, into. I don't I don't like pop culture humor. Same here, same here. And that's why I love Disney so much because they don't tend to do that. I say tend because Aladdin has done it, and you know mm-hmm. other movies like that have thrown it in. But nine out of ten times, Disney does not lean towards pop culture comedy. I mean, you go back right. and watch Shrek 1. Shrek 1 was amazing when it came out. You go back <laughs> and watch it now, it's not going to be as funny because those are 20-year-old jokes. Right, yeah. Yeah, and, and that's the funny thing. Like, even with Aladdin, um, for the most part, the pop culture references were like Bob Hope or the Marx Brothers yeah. or, or something like already. that where, yeah. you know, it's not current pop culture. Exactly. <laughs> and kids don't understand it anyway. I didn't get... A lot of that going on when I was watching as a kid, but it was just the way Robin Williams was doing it that made it mm-hmm. funny for us. Oh so. yeah, yeah, and and I totally agree. And you know, and there's also something that can be said for subtlety, which I don't think Family Guy has or South Park has, for that matter. They can both be funny at times. Yeah, I have laughed yeah, hysterically exactly. at both shows, but you know, the subtlety of The Simpsons, where it doesn't use crude language as yeah. often, or you know, basic level jokes that's 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 what i always appreciated about the simpsons and that's why i hope it is the longest running animated series ever but Mm -hmm. 
Something so, will eventually dethrone it, I'm sure. But. I do think it's kind of funny how nowadays, at least when it comes to me, I, I let mm-hmm. my kids watch Simpsons, but there's no way they can watch, you know, Family Guy <laughs> or South Park. But right. as, as a kid, The Simpsons was probably the number one thing that most adults wouldn't let their kids watch. At least yeah, the, the adults that I knew, at least. <laughs> I know, and I actually went through, with that in mind, with, uh, uh, who was it, Barbara Bush, who made the statement that... Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, the Simpsons were, you know, inappropriate or not good role models or whatever. I remember, um, oh man, I lost my train of thought. Oh, I, I went through and I watched the first season of the show and I counted how many profanities were in that season. And I think it was three and they were very mild profanities, you know, (laughs) Bart Simpson's old slogan. Um, and, uh, and then just like one other, uh, mild word, and and of course you got some Bart butt, um, which may have offended some people, but but that was all there was. And now I look at what these other shows get away with, and I'm just like, wow. <laughs> but you know, in the long run, I wish Harry Shearer the best. I hope he, I hope he's okay. My wife has a theory that he's leaving because he might not be doing well. Uh-huh. Um, and he is in his seventies, I yeah. think, or late sixties. So, I mean, that's entirely possible, but I, I don't want to start a rumor here, but you know, it just, it seems odd that after 25 years, all of a sudden he would be upset about the, the schedule <laughs> not getting paid for yeah. the marketing or whatever, oh, something. Yeah. I wish him all the best in whatever he does in the future. And I exactly. hope the show continues to do well. That's, that's my two cents or 25 cents or however long <laughs> yeah. I talked <laughs> Okay, so the other bit of news just hit yesterday, actually, is that Disney is continuing their live-action movies by making a live-action Night on Bald Mountain, which mm. was featured in Fantasia. Yes. And I'm I'm excited about this. I am, too. It's actually probably the first live-action Disney movie I'm excited about. Yeah, I think so, too. I mean, I, I love the Cinderella movie. I don't, I don't know if you saw that or not, but I love that movie. Mm-mm. And uh, Maleficent was really good, too. But no, Cinderella was amazing. I loved it. It's almost, it's almost an exact copy of the cartoon, just except the, the 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 mice don't talk. Right. That's about it. But anyway, <laughs> anyways, we're not we're not talking about Cinderella. But <laughs> Night on Bald Mountain is easily one of my favorite Disney moments of all time. I agree. And uh, here, actually, do I have that somewhere? I thought I had the song somewhere. Where did it go? Oh, well, you heard in the beginning of the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Here, I can, yep. play, I can play the intro again. Here's, here's the song from Night on Bald Mountain. That little thing there. I don't want to get sued from Disney now, so we're going to stop playing that. <laughs> but um, if they do it right, which I don't think... I don't think with Disney making it, they can't do it right, honestly, because that was a dark and twisted cartoon. Yeah, it was. I mean, there's even nudity in it. There is? Yeah, there's like, you know, topless women. Huh. Yeah, I mean, I they're, they're like ghosts or, or coming out. Yeah, they're... <gasps> oh, yeah, 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 I do remember that. Yeah, but uh, if they do it right, which to me, it has to have that song in it somewhere. Right. I don't think it needs to be everywhere. Mm-hmm. And then they have to kind of make it dark. Yeah, totally. But what they can get away with darkness now is so different than what they got away with back yeah, then, you know? Yeah. Kids are going to, uh, not that kids are easily frightened, but parents think kids are easily frightened these days. So it's kind of hard to <laughs> put 
pull off something as dark as the original was with Satan and all of that. I, and I mean, you saw what they did to Sorcerer's Apprentice, right? I haven't seen that. I never wanted to see it, so I haven't <laughs> seen that one. Yeah. But just don't get Tim Burton to direct it. No, please don't. Yeah. Although I can see him in this more than um, Alice in Wonderland or Dumbo. So mm. if, you have to, if you had to drop him from Dumbo, I can see him in this over Dumbo. Yeah. But just go somewhere else. Find somebody else to do it. I agree. Dumbo's still a weird choice in my mind. It's, I don't know what they're going to do I can do see him that. doing the elephants on parade. That's about it. Yeah. <laughs> That's going to be the whole movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's the ultimate shocker of the year. <laughs> this was ten minutes long? <laughs> <laughs> So anyways, that's what I got for some updates on some cartoons out there. And now we're going to start a little segment we're going to continue doing until we reach the end. It's going to be counting down our top favorite cartoons from a certain year. So this episode, we're going to start in 1980, because that was the year I was born. You know, because I'm, because I, you know, it's my podcast, so I can start whenever I want to. <laughs> and uh, we're going to end at the year 2000 because that's honestly when I stopped watching newer cartoons. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Me too. So, we it's actually a very short list of cartoons that came out that were... Let me just say, say that it, it's not cartoons that were airing in 1980. These are cartoons that started in 1980. Mm-hmm. So we're not going to have any repeats ever because no... I guess you can have Family Guy because that was canceled and brought back. Or Futurama <laughs> and that kind of stuff. But... Right. Uh, so, there's a very short list of cartoons released in 1980. Gary, did you want to go first on this one? Yeah, I guess I'll go first. Um, my first pick is not a particularly good show, <laughs> but it's one that I remember you know, watching a little bit as a kid. And I guess I should go back and sort of give a, a little flashback to, to me as a kid. And... I grew up in a little town called High Point, North Carolina, and I did not have cable. So these people that my grandma used to babysit, or they were children, I guess I should say, these children that my grandma used to babysit, uh, they had cable at their house. So, And I don't remember what channel it was, but I would go over there, and in the mornings you know, when school was out, I would watch Hanna-Barbera cartoons pretty much all morning long. And... Uh, this 1980, if you look at it, was a pretty big year for Hanna-Barbera. I yeah. think most of the shows were at least tied to that group somehow. And uh, my first show was uh, one of Hanna-Barbera's attempts at uh, carrying on a TV series with the Fonz and the Happy Day Gang. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, this show actually featured Henry Winkler, Ron Howard, and Donnie Most as the Fonz, Richie and uh ralph and the show was about the fonzie or the fonz and his friends and they somehow wind up traveling through time because why not um (laughs) so you know it it was kind of a neat little show where they uh you know they would visit uh dinosaurs and and tribes and all sorts of stuff and and they were still their characters from the from the Happy Days TV series, but they also had a dog because, you know, Hanna-Barbera, uh, and his name was Mr. Cool, of course. Of course. <laughs> and uh, so basically the whole show was this, just them stuck in a time machine trying to get back to uh, 1957 Milwaukee. And as absurd as it was, it was kind of a trip to me because I loved Happy Days as a kid, so 
it was a nice continuation of that, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I've seen that cartoon. I know, I know. See, I've seen like commercials for it and everything, but I don't think I ever watched it. Yeah, I think most of it's on YouTube now, but that's pretty much the only place to see it these days. It's Hanna Barbera is doing really good about releasing their uh, shows on DVD, but yeah, this one, yeah. not yet. <laughs> <laughs> And as a funny side note, because I don't think I'm going to touch on either one of these later, but in 1983, they turned it into uh, the Mork and Mindy, Laverne and Shirley, Fonz Hour, where okay. all three of those old shows got put into animated format. Yeah, I remember, I remember it, Mork and Mindy cartoon. Yeah, me too. But uh, that's that's pretty much it for me on my first one. Well, nice. Yeah, my first one, I don't have a long speech like you did, but... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. I actually make a list. I have like four written down here. I got to kind of choose on the spot. I think. Oh man, it's a tough choice. I know my number one choice. I know that one for a fact. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think my second choice. Oh, I'm sorry, Heathcliff. I wasn't gonna pick you. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's what I thought would be your number one choice. No, it's yeah, it's close. Um, <laughs> I think Richie Rich. Okay. I loved watching Richard Rich as, as a kid. My my dad was a huge Richard Rich fan and, and Harvey Toons fan. Mm. And so I used to watch it with him all the time. So yeah, that's about it. I don't have a story. I just remember watching it all the time with my dad. So <laughs> Hey, that's all the story you need, man. Exactly. And he's kind of the reason why this podcast started when he passed away three and a half years ago. So right. it all goes back to him. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, I... I loved Richie Rich too, and and um. Oh, I have, I have some audio here. Hold on. Oh yeah, go ahead. How rich can you get? You're never gonna know till you've met this young boy. Richie Rich is his name. He's rich enough in the Rich Hall of Fame. His bank account is. I think if any new cartoon wants to really sink me in, I think they need to write a jingle for their intro. <laughs> I agree. I agree. Theme songs make all the difference yeah. sometimes. <laughs> so yeah, it was a cheesy show, but all the shows in 1980 were cheesy. Oh, yeah, totally. And, um, which I guess, speaking of cheesy, I'll move into my second one. I think I know your um, second one. <laughs> I, I pulled well, we'll audio stay. from it just in case. <laughs> okay. Uh, so my second one, uh, and I'll try to keep the shorter on this one, uh, the story shorter, uh, is the Scooby-Doo and Scrappy-Doo show. Here we go. Here's some audio. <laughs> <laughs> Uncle Scooby? Hi! I'm Scrappy-Doo! Scrappy-Doo? I can hear how the jingle from Richie Rich stole the tune from Scooby-Doo. Did you hear that? <laughs> I was just thinking yeah, that. Yeah, it's identical. Which it's funny because they were paired together. Oh, yeah, they were. They was the, the hour or whatever. Yep. That's so, crazy. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so my story for that one is uh, I like Scooby-Doo. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, I remember watching it as a kid. That's that's pretty much it for that one. Yeah. Nothing as detailed as the other exactly. one. Exactly. That's what I am with Richie Rich and even Heathcliff. <laughs> I wasn't talking about Heathcliff because I had to choose on the spot, but I love Heathcliff. Yeah, um, yeah. That one was Heathcliff and Dingbat, which is a 
different from Heathcliff and the Cadillac Cat, which I prefer to watch that over the Dean Bat one. Right. So let's, we'll talk about Cadillac Cats, I'm sure, in 1980. What year was Cadillac Cats? 84-ish? 85? I think so. I don't know. <laughs> so we'll talk about that probably when, when we get to that year. So in four episodes. All right. So for my main pick, this is a cartoon. This is the first cartoon I actually remember having merchandise from. I had a ton of toys from it. Um, my first crush was because of this cartoon and because of another live-action uh, TV show from the late 70s and early 80s. Aha! Uh-huh. This one is Super Friends. Yes. So here's a little audio for that. Superman! Wonder Woman! Batman and Robin! Aquaman! Black Vulcan! Samurai! Apache Chief! El Dorado! Together, they form the world's greatest force, dedicated to truth, peace, and justice for all mankind. These are the Super Friends. Now, there was one before this from 1973. This is kind of a spinoff of the original Super Friends, Mm -hmm. but pretty much the same cast and same show, really. And I remember loving this show. I remember dressing up like Batman. And even if I've said it before, I remember dressing up as Wonder Woman. I'll say it again. Not in a skirt or anything. I used to pretend that was her by putting those little wrist things on my... Bracelet things on my wrist and reflecting bullets and that kind of stuff. Right. But uh, yeah, she was my first crush as a kid because of this cartoon and because of uh, Linda Carter. Yep. So, and the toys are amazing. Um, Yeah, they were. Yeah, I had Robin, I had Batman, I had Wonder Woman. Um, Superman. I know I had a couple more. I don't remember. Those are the main ones I remember playing with, though. (laughs) <laughs> so yeah, nothing beats that show for me as in 1980. Of course, I would have watched it with reruns because I was not even a year old. Right. But I still have very fond memories of all these cartoons. Yeah, they, they didn't play this one very often on the on the channel that I watched. Okay. But when they did, I I loved it. It yeah. was so good. And it's funny because as we were talking about each one, I, I pulled up their Wikipedia page and looked at the voices. There's a common theme between all of them. Can you guess who it is? Casey Kasem. <laughs> no, well, that's that's two of them, though. But no, Frank Welker, he was oh, involved okay. with all four of these shows. Nice. <laughs> Very cool. Yeah. So yeah, we're going to take a quick break and come right back with our favorite movies based on cartoons. Hi, guys. Freakazoid here. Don't freak out, but Saturday Morning Rewind will be right back. After a quick word from their sponsor. Oh, and don't forget to fly over to their site at SaturdayMorningRewind.com. Are you a fan of DuckTales, Gargoyles, or Tailspin? Then boy, have I got a podcast for you. Hi, I'm Jason, host of DAF Radio. And I'm Matt, the co-host. Join us as we talk about these fan-favorite shows that you grew up with and meet the people that made them. Find us at DAFradio.net or in your favorite podcasting app. Until next time, enjoy the afternoon. Well, back to the show. Guys! Oh, guys! Guys! 
Tony! Tim! Gary! Guys! And welcome back. And now, like I said, we're going to talk about our favorite live-action movies, which were based on cartoons that we all grew up with. Um, I guess I'll go with first on this one because you went first last time. And we just, after looking at the list, it was kind of underwhelming. There wasn't, <laughs> there's really haven't been a lot of great or good live action movies based on cartoons that I could see at least. I might be missing a few though. Yeah. But, oh man, this is going to be another hard one for me to pick too because, I mean, I, I, I like a lot of them. It is hard to say which ones I love or which ones I prefer over the other ones. Right. Um, ooh. I'm going to go with... A lot of people didn't like this movie. But I actually liked it quite a bit. Because people said it was cheesy and all that. But that's the way the cartoon was. And so I'm going to pick G.I. Joe Rise of Cobra. <laughs> yep. And I got a little bit of audio from that. Standing in front of you, a Delta Six Accelerator suit. What's it accelerate? You. This is General Hawk. Mission is a go. Here they come. Now, was the acting great? Not by everybody, no, it was not. Um, but it really did remind me of a G.I. Joe episode. Yeah, I, I totally agree with that. I I don't hate the movie as much as everyone else does. I I think it's better than several of the Transformers movies. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, uh, I mean, it's it's cheesy, but you know what? The old show was cheesy when you exactly. really and I love I love the old <laughs> show. So, now, they do need to fix a few things about it. Like, I didn't like how the Baroness didn't have an accent. and Although, I did love yep. the actress who played her, though. She was really good. Yep. Um, I'm not a huge What's-His-Name fan, the Magic uh, Mike dude. Oh, Channing Tatum? Yeah, I'm not a huge fan of him. But he did all right. I don't know why, yeah. he, I don't know why he had dark hair, but he did all right. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I don't know what else to say about it. It's, it was just mindless fun to me, which is like mm-hmm. what the episodes were. It was cheesy. has has sci-fi in it. Um, yeah, I, I thought it was pretty fun. Yeah. And in, in some ways, I'd almost say, because I don't think either one of us is going to bring it up, but in some ways I'd say it's almost truer to the cartoon than Retaliation. Yeah. Or G.I. Joe Retaliation costs... Yeah, exactly. Retaliation, I liked it, but I don't know. It was missing. It was almost like it was all phoned in. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I, I agree. Especially and, by um, Bruce Willis, and uh, the writing was just... I don't know. And Flint is my favorite character in G.I. Joe, and they really dropped the ball on Flint. They did, big time. And I, I agree with you. And, and Firefly is my favorite mm-hmm. Cobra character, and to not have him come back for a future movie is kind of disappointing to yeah. me. Because uh, they ended that pretty finally with him, but um, but I will I will give it props for the uh, mountain sequence with the uh, Arishikage versus Snake Eyes and Jinx. That was <laughs> that was cool. Oh, I did interview Ray Park too. Who, oh yeah, who was Snake Eyes? And so that's probably why I like it a little bit more because I interviewed him. It's fun to watch somebody you interview. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and that was for an older um, website that I used to interview for, not for Saturday Morning Rewind. Right. So yeah. Um, yeah, this list was hard for me too because I, I feel like with everything that I've seen, 
um, or everything that I looked up, I, I realized that none of these are truly great movies. Yeah. But some are definitely more enjoyable than others. And for my first one, I'm going to go with a movie that was just really enjoyable to me and was for several years until I got older. And I tried to watch it recently. It wasn't as fun. But I really enjoyed The Adventures of Rocky and Bullwinkle. Oh, okay. Um, just because I was a big fan of the cartoon. Yeah. And um, more than more than any of the additional shorts, the Fractured Fairy Tales or Peabody and Sherman's or whatever have you, I just loved Rocky and Bullwinkle. And um, they were the strongest part of the movie. Everything else around them kind of collapsed. But yeah, Boris. all it takes is Bullwinkle being really, really dumb and Rocky having to essentially save everyone because Bullwinkle screwed <laughs> everything up. And that 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 makes me happy. And 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 the funny thing is that uh, this movie was produced, I think, by Robert De Niro's uh, company. Wow! So he he really had a vision for this movie, I guess. And um, even though he, he, he was, actually played fearless leader in it, so even though he was one of the worst parts of the movie, <laughs> I agree. Yes, <laughs> it's not a good movie, yeah. but it, it makes me laugh. For my main one. Like like we've been saying, this is a tough one. I might be ridiculed and everything for my main one, but um, first let me get another one. It's not going to be my pick, but it was a very close one. It's a cheesy movie um, from the 80s. Okay. stars Dolph Lundgren. <laughs> yep. Um, I still love Masters of the Universe. <laughs> it's a bad movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it's He-Man and Dolph Lundgren. I loved both of them as a kid. <laughs> well, who didn't, really? And uh, so here's audio from that. <laughs> now, I don't understand why he had to go to our universe in the movie <laughs> and why they couldn't just... Uh, I think it could have been a decent movie if they didn't do that. If yeah. they didn't come to Earth. Yeah, that seems to be the the big problem with a lot of these movies. Like, with Transformers, there's so many planets they could yeah. go to, but they keep coming here. <laughs> yeah, and, and Smurfs. You know, keep them in their oh, village. Yeah. What's up with that? Seriously, yeah. I don't understand why they do that. Why they take what people are used to. I mm-hmm. mean, do that for the sequel. You know what I mean? Yeah. Shipwreck them on an island, like on Shipmunks 3 or whatever. But not on the <laughs> yeah. first one. Yep. So, my main pick, I'm sure I'll get ridiculed for this, is the first Transformers movie. Ah. Going into it, I didn't, know, I didn't even know it was a Michael Bay movie when I went to see it in the theater. And there's actually a lot I like about that movie. Mm-hmm. There's quite a bit I don't like about it. Mainly his <laughs> parents. I, I despise his parents. Yes. And uh, if they cut those parts out, I think it'd be a really cool movie. I mean, I thought it had good acting. I mean, it had Peter Cullen in it. Yeah. And... I mean, here's his audio from it. I am Optimus Prime, and I send this message to any surviving Autobots taking refuge among the stars. We are here. We are waiting. Now, my main complaints are going to be, um, I hate his parents. <laughs> yep. And, um... I really don't like the way they made the Transformers and, and Autobots and Decepticons look. Right. None of them. It's kind of hard to like when they tore Jazz apart. I was like, who was who was that? Yeah, you know, I agree. 
So mm-hmm. I wish they would have changed the, the models. And I really didn't like the music because it's too much of the, you know, 19-year-old type of music. I'm yep. getting old. That's what I'm saying. I'm getting old. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to hear Linkin Park or whoever that was? And actually, that was my favorite Linkin Park song because I really do not like Linkin Park. But I don't, I, don't, <laughs> I don't hate that song, but that's probably the best song on the whole soundtrack. I agree with you on that, sir. <laughs> and, and and I agree with you on this movie. I actually almost picked it too, but then I settled for something less. I don't know. Good. Um, <laughs> um, but you know, Transformers One was probably the best story, in my opinion, or at least the most satisfying. Yeah. Uh, I hate that Hugo Weaving was the voice of Megatron. Yep. That always bothered me. He should just stick with calling people Mister Anderson. Oh, oh and, wait, real quick. Another thing that I didn't like about the first Transformers movies, and all of them actually, is Bumblebee. That's not Bumblebee, that's Hot Rod. Right. Yeah. That's very true. Anyways. And And his voice thing, that was kind of weird, yeah, but it was... Eh. But, but I, I, think, I think Transformers 1 was better than Transformers 2. Yes, it is. I think Transformers 1 was better than the first two hours of Transformers 3. Yes, it is. But the last you know, hour of yeah. Transformers no, I 3. Said, I said that before, I think, too. I love the last hour of Transformers 3. Yeah. And, and they finally, with that one, they finally figured out how to make all that fast action happen and still look good. Like, you could actually tell who was who in the third Transformers movie yep. Yep. versus versus the first one or the second one, really. And, um, yeah, so I I agree with you. <laughs> Okay, so my other one, it it was really tough for me, and I don't know why I'm going with this one, but I kind of enjoyed it. Uh, Yogi Bear. Um, uh, you know, I, I didn't think about that. Yeah, I expected to hate that movie, but I actually really enjoyed I haven't, my I haven't time seen watching it. it. Yeah, I haven't <laughs> seen it because I thought I was going to hate it too. Yeah. But uh, yeah, no, I haven't seen it yet. Oh, don't get me wrong. I didn't pay money to see it. I, I watched <laughs> it on TV, but it was still... <laughs> It was still pretty good. I mean, uh, it had its weak moments, but eh, all in all, I thought it was pretty fun. Uh, that, that's what I look for, you know. I guess you were thinking more on the, the Hasbro level, and I was thinking more on, like, the, ch- the, the Kitty level. Yeah. And, you know, it, it took a lot for me to not say Josie and the Pussycats, because that's clearly <laughs> the greatest movie ever made. But, uh... <laughs> Sorry. Um... But, you know, there's others, too. I, I, I kind of like the Scooby-Doo movie. You know, um, I did, too. The first one, actually. I, I enjoyed the first one. Yeah. Yeah, and, and I kind of liked Inspector Gadget. And the Flintstones from 94 was pretty good. <laughs> there's just too many to count. But, but I mean, yeah, I like, th- I like, those are my two, two favorites. I like Popeye with Robin Williams. Oh, I forgot about that one, yeah. But I hate Shelley Duvall. <laughs> <laughs> right. But she makes a perfect olive oil, though. Yeah. So I yeah, can't hate does. her for that, but I hate her in everything else. I I won't watch The Shining again because I hate her so much. <laughs> right. Yeah. And, and um I like Dennis the Menace too. Yep, that's on my uh, list of, of, of honorable mentions. Yep. <laughs> no, that was that one was very true, although it's hard to say what it's based off of if it's based off of the I'm sure it's based off more of the comic strip than anything else. But mm-hmm. all of the incarnations of Dennis the Menace have been the same. Yeah. So I yeah. I would say that would count as based on the cartoon. Yeah, I agree. And and uh, also in the 
comic strip note, there was uh, Richie Rich, the movie, which wasn't that good, but it was filmed in North Carolina, so I guess I have to support it. <laughs> you have to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so that's pretty much it. Fun fact for people who didn't know, that's, uh the mansion that he lives in is actually the Biltmore Estate, which is probably one of the most popular sites in North Carolina, and maybe you went there, and now you know. That's Richie Rich's house. And now you know. <laughs> yep. And so, oh yeah, I forgot to mention that I've actually interviewed Dolph Lundgren too. Oh really? Yeah, I was going to talk about that when I was talking about Masters of the Universe. A very cool guy, very smart guy. Hmm. And uh, I had audio from that, but I can't find it. <laughs> yeah, I can't find it. So I'm not going to find it now. So forget it. You guys will hear it some other time. <laughs> it was just yep. a, it was a fun, intimidating interview because he's a very intimidating guy. Right. Right. And I have a feeling this won't be the last time we talk about Dolph Lundgren. I don't think Lundgren, it will be. So find that audio and we'll play it. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I think that's going to do it for this episode. But we do want to plug our, our next episode, our anniversary episode, where it's Woo-hoo. our third anniversary of doing this podcast. So we do need your phone calls still, your voicemails. So if you want to leave us a, a voicemail, and we're going to play it in the episode, the number is 406 214 Four four five one. Leave those voicemails because I need more of them. <laughs> and also, if you want to call in and uh, list some of your favorite cartoons as live action movies, you know, just leave us a voicemail and we'll play them uh, after our birthday episode. <laughs> there you go. Perfect. Yeah. So yeah, and remember to find us online at SaturdayMorningRewind.com. All of the links are on there: Facebook, Twitter, Pinterest. Everything's on there. So find us on there. How many times can I say on there? I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Keep going. (laughs) (laughs) All right, that's going to do for this episode. We will see you guys next time on there. All right, see you on there. Thanks for listening to Saturday Morning Rewind. Please check them out on Facebook and Twitter. And that's all, folks. (laughs) 